Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Hey, Pure Victory Tribe. We recently interviewed Chandler Rogers from the Relay app. Yeah, you can hear his personal story and the story of why Relay was created on episode 141. Chandler personally overcame a struggle with compulsive pornography use, and then he used his experience to give back to others by creating Relay, a group-based recovery app for people wanting freedom from addictive sexual behavior. He basically built what he wished he had during his healing journey, tools to manage recovery goals, an SOS button to reach out when feeling triggered, and a system for accountability with peers, all in a private safe space. So you can find out more about the Relay app in the show notes and learn more about it or join a recovery group at www.joinrelay.app. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Matt and Brad in here. Excited to hang out with you. Excited to go over uh, sex after betrayal because mm. this is a this is a hard one. And so before we get into what we want to talk about today, I just want to say we're super grateful that you're here and uh, super grateful for, for all, the, all the listeners. If you haven't shared this podcast yet, curious, who's one person? If we say, hey, would you share the podcast? Who's one person that comes to mind? Great challenge. Yeah, maybe share. It. Send an episode. Maybe this one, maybe a different episode. Yeah. And, you know, people out there are like, hey, I, I ran across your podcast. I was just talking to a guy, I think, from Alabama, and he's like, I just was looking for help. I didn't know where to go for help. Married a long time and needing yeah. to deal with this. And so, anyways, it's very, very cool. So who's one person? Who knows what, what might come up? Uh, I mean, we've had, I've had people come into our different, you know, events that we've done online or offline or whatever. I have no idea that they're struggling. Yeah. And in fact, people that I'm like, well, for sure you're not struggling. <laughs> and then they come and I find something out and it's like, whoa, uh, good thing I invited you or asked you to ask a friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it uh, like literally there's been some of the best transformational stories that I have are people that I knew that I never thought were struggling. 100%. And so it's pretty cool. So anyways, who's one person that you could share the podcast with? And help get that out. It's a challenge for the week. Absolutely. <laughs> it's awesome. So sex after betrayal is really hard. And oftentimes it sounds like... Because there's just nothing going on. 
just crickets in the bed. I see what you did there. Okay, yeah, I made that connection. There you go. <laughs> and so there's often no connection being made between a husband and a wife yeah. after there's been betrayal, after there's infidelity, adultery, or, or even just porn use gets exposed and the spouse who isn't the one watching, no. they're, hurt, they're hurt. And so what does it look like for a husband and a wife to come back together? Um, there's, there's lots of different factors, and so we want to talk through that today. And there's a lot of scenarios that surround this kind of question. And if you are at the point where you're thinking about as a couple, you know, let's, let's move towards this again, even though we have this in our past, maybe it was infidelity. Maybe there was the hurt of pain and pain from porn or anything else. And you're at that point where you're looking to that. I'm just going to say, that's great. That's a great place that you're back there again. And you work towards that. And you might have the question in your mind of, well, how do we do this? Because I know it's going to bring up a lot of hurt, maybe, maybe hurt and past stuff and um, a lot of feeling. And I'm not sure what this is going to be like. So you might have a little bit of a fear uh, surrounding this, a little bit of trepidation. You're not sure. Maybe you're you're a little bit afraid because you you feel like it's going to be different now, and you're scared about that. And uh, so that's a very real feeling. So maybe it's a little bit different for you. Maybe you um, are wondering when do we move towards having sex again as a married couple? Like when would be the time that uh, we can start doing that? You might have that question because you're still on the healing journey together. You're still maybe uh, whoever is the one struggling with porn, you're still maybe not fully sober yet, or you're still navigating um, more inner healing that you're going through or both of you as a couple. So you're not sure when that is. And those are some really big questions. And we'll just clarify um, for you, you are going to be the best determiner of that. We can't hear from where we're sitting, but maybe we can talk about it and provide some insight that could help you in making some of these decisions because these are some big questions. Um, to kind of set the, the framework of this, we'll, we'll just be very clear. I mean, the, the, the key, I think, in our relationship in marriage is to grow in our oneness and our intimacy. And I just want to, to kind of lay this out for you because uh, intercourse or sex doesn't equal intimacy. Sometimes we think it's it's that kind of way, you know, we have to have sex to be intimate. No, actually, it's the reverse. Intimacy leads into sex. And so have that understanding. How do we rebuild our intimacy? Maybe that's a better question than when we start having sex. Because you're not going to want to have sex if you don't feel safe or secure. You're not going to want to have sex if you haven't have some firm foundation that you both are standing on now again. If you don't have that, it's shaky ground and you're not going to feel very sexy or vice versa. <laughs> You're not going to want that in the marriage, maybe because you feel it's going to actually rock the boat more. So just understand that your goal first in all of this is to rebuild intimacy, not just the sex part. That It leads to that, but first let's talk about the intimacy. Because there's different kinds of intimacies, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, I remember we had a counselor tell us there's seven kinds of intimacy for you to focus on, Louise and I, but there's other people are like, there's 35 kinds of intimacy. I mean, there's <laughs> could be a lot. <laughs> so I remember one time it was like over 30. I'm like, holy, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of intimacy, a lot of, wow. a lot of different types of intimacy to grow in. <laughs> okay, today we're going to do number 17. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's intellectual intimacy, there's relational, there's physical, spiritual, mm-hmm. mental, uh, I don't know, recreational. They say that there's, yeah. there's lots of different kinds of intimacy and you know i said this recently as someone um that kind of spurred on this episode but if you're if there if you're trying to rebuild that sex life and intimacy has been broken or trust has been broken let's go back to how it was when you were dating 
Like, how was it when you were dating and you're trying to build your relationship? Well, you want to get to know each other. When you're dating, you're talking a lot. You're sharing about experiences, about your thoughts, maybe about insecurities. You want to do that. And so do things that will build, you know, the fun back into your relationship Mm -hmm. where then sex isn't just a chore. Like, I'm so nervous and I don't know how they're going to take it, And uh, but we should do it. It's like, no, if you can build fun in other activities and you're laughing together, at least sometimes laughing together even though there's still hurt and there's pain well then maybe you're building that recreational intimacy and you're going to be closer and more yeah. more uh, apt to to having the sexual intimacy whatever it looks like and so you can look at different kinds of intimacy and and go back to okay how was it when sex wasn't part of our relationship which hopefully that was the case and if sex was never not part of your relationship or if it always was part of your relationship well then maybe now is the time to, to go, what could it look like to build a relationship without sex being the focus uh, and build intimacy in all of these different areas? It's it's primary because sexual intimacy is supposed to be the cherry on top, a very powerful and great cherry on top, but it's not the first no. kind of intimacy. And so, yeah, what what are some, some different things? And, may, and often, to be honest, when this has been a disappointment, when there's been a fracture with sex, without even realizing it, sex can become an idol because mm-hmm. every your whole focus, your whole hurt is there's there's has been there's been this sexual betrayal or um, I want to have sex, I want to have sex and it's not happening. So your whole thought is it's not happening. Yeah. Or I can't have sex right now with him because of what he did to me and I can't. And so all we think about is his having sex. Well, let's focus on different kinds of int- intimacy and lay that down so that it doesn't become an idol mm-hmm. that robs us of, of the opportunity that other intimacy can can bring into our life. Yeah, so true. And another thing that I'll just, I don't want to go the rabbit trail, but also it's important in this sense too that sex isn't necessarily the end goal a greater intimacy is so sometimes we can use sex as a distraction we don't want to grow intimacy so all we do with each other as a married couple is sex and and we use that as a distraction from actually growing in anything conversation um the recreational companionship um emotional spiritual intimacy and i've seen that couples do that they 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 have a great sex life but their intimacy sucks um, and so, you know, that I just want to, again, don't go on a rabbit trail, but understand that too, because we can use sex sometimes so that we don't actually have to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> and true. so, so understand that our goal is growing in our intimacy. And, um, but yeah, when we're, when we've had such a rift and a hurt and a pain in our marriage, something happened, whether porn or infidelity, what does it look like to open up hands to each other and actually move in this together? And, and that's, that's going to take some uh, changes maybe in your expectations a little bit. If you're the one that cheated, if you're the one that looked at porn, I'm going to be very clear with you right now is that you got to move to the pace of your spouse. You're not demanding anything. The instant that you start demanding something from your spouse is the, the moment that all that pain comes rushing back and they feel like they are insecure again. They don't feel like there's any trust because you're demanding something from them and you're not respecting the the different emotions that come up, the different feelings that come up. And uh, so that's really key. You have to go to the pace of your spouse. And if you are the one that has been cheated on or the one that um, discovered the porn in the marriage and, and, and you are the dealing with the trauma from that, your understanding of this too is to be able to have communication, clear communication about what you are feeling. And I know that can be scary because you, you're hard, it's hard to build that trust. But one of the best things that you can do as a couple to rebuild some of that intimacy is start having conversations about what you are feeling. 
um, talk about what you're feeling in that moment. Maybe you need to share, you know, I don't trust you right now, but I want to, you know, can we move towards that? Maybe you're the one that uh, uh, was a perpetrator in this and say, you know, I'm having a really hard time approaching you right now because I just feel like I never can again. You know, share those deep, intimate things. Talk about those things because once you're able to start sharing that and you feel like you're on the same team in this, that you're in each other's corner, that you are a safe place uh, as you build into that, then you're going to start wanting to be more intimate and on other levels too. So have those conversations and, and be, so if you're, like I said, communicate kind of what you are feeling, what you're going through. Maybe you need another person as well. Like, like I said, a counselor as well to deal with some of the deeper traumas that you're going through. And so that's important as well too, to get some of those things out because they fester, they sit in the internal inner life of, of us and they can cause problems um, for us. So we, we have to learn how to talk about these things. Yeah. And that's why it's building let's say let's say this on the emotional intimacy first because as an example whatever your reservations are or what brad and saying like your insecurities or all those thoughts to to get that out and share what you're feeling with your spouse rather than burying that and just having sex anyway mm-hmm. you, you get that out even if you don't have sex you can feel like oh i'm known now or oh i know my spouse now yeah. and you're building that emotional connection and and even just to get specific like i was listening to a podcast this morning called the naked marriage with dave and ashley willis and the episode was more oral sex please <laughs> and that's what it's called more oral sex please it was funny they're they're like you guys we can see which episodes you're listening to our most downloaded one was about oral sex <laughs> 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 yeah. like, we know what you're into yeah, yeah. it was funny but they said so then they did one just strictly on that and and at the time we're recording it's the latest one so they were saying there that's something that's very true and this is just a, an example but they were saying that a lot of people they'll want oral sex because of what they've seen in porn and it's very prevalent there but a lot of other people will want oral sex because it's like man i really feel like my spouse loves me right now and is sure. catering and and it's a laying down of yourself not getting pleasure but you're giving your spouse pleasure mm-hmm. and either way right man to woman woman to man and so it's there's two different two different thoughts or feelings that you could have and so opening up that emotion and that feeling of like well i'm i'm i have reservations about it because maybe i think that you just want this because of what you watched in porn and then as a person you can be like well you like think about it be honest like well maybe that is the case Mm -hmm. or you know you know what actually it's just like it's an it's an opportunity for us to know each other and serve each other and and feel desired by each other and that's more why i want it and so you can be honest because if we're not open and honest we could say, hey, I want I want to do this or I want to do that or whatever. And if the other person doesn't know why, but they have their own reservations and it's unspoken, you got to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so particularly where there's been betrayal or infidelity and there's, you know, there's your spouse has been with someone else or you've been with someone else yeah. and your spouse is probably it's very fair to say they're going to be when they're intimate with you, they're, yeah. sexually, they're going to be thinking about you with that other person and I've heard stories where it's like in the middle of making love. Uh, I remember one in particular, but the the wife just stopped. She's like, I can't do it because yeah. she's picturing her husband with the other woman. Yeah. And so it's like in the middle of going at it, they, she has to stop. And what is he supposed to do? He has to just go, okay, like I brought this in. This is an unfortunate consequence, but... Yeah. He can't then go and, I mean, he shouldn't, right? Go and watch porn, blame her. Uh, no, get all angry, of that. upset. Like, yeah, exactly, that get stuff. offended. Yeah. Yeah. And so go to the washroom, go go pee, go take a cold shower, go do what you got to do. <laughs> go for a run. <laughs> go for a run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so those are the, but those are the conversations that are going to bring up 
gonna gonna bring up intimacy and so we want to we want to increase the intimacy in other non-sexual things too but even in talking about coming together sexually let's talk about the reservations and and even the things that you're excited about or or that you miss like what do you miss about sexual uh, about your sex life what do you what do you long for what what are the things that you really want what do you hope for and those are things to to talk about because God's design for sex is good. He's made us sexual. He's made us with desires. And so even if you are at a place where like you literally don't want it at all, which happens, you could, I, I mean, I would assume that you could say truthfully, I wish that I wanted it or I wish that I would, yeah. um, that, or, that we would be more intimate it, just in general in life. And so sure. talking about what the things that you long for is really important because it opens up our heart to a person that we're trying to rebuild with. Yeah, 100%. If you're the one that is, like I said, the one that had maybe uh, cheated or you you had porn, I had to learn this is you got to move slow. You got to move slow and have your expectations that you might have in your mind are not necessarily your spouse's expectations or time frame either. And that's really, really key thing to understand because you can really start to force the issue when they're not ready and that's going to cause more damage. And, and learn to serve each other in this as well, um, intimacy. So uh, give you an example, like a way that you're moving slow. Say that there has been some sort of betrayal in your relationship and you both have talked about what sex could look like in the future, but you're not there yet. What are some things physically that you can do with each other? Well, I mean, you can cuddle. Um, I, I think that it is really key the way I bring that up is if you're cuddling with your wife and maybe that moment has aroused you, um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being aroused in that moment, but that's maybe not what she needs in that moment. She just needs to feel safe again. So just hold her and pray. You know, if you're feeling aroused, I know it's a good desire to pursue your wife and want your wife, but there's sometimes we have to lay down our rights for the benefit of our spouse. And in those cases, definitely move slow because the repair that is happening when you're holding your your wife like that and just holding her, letting her feel the warmth of your arms and embrace, that's going to make her feel more safe for the next time. And that could be holding hands next time. And you move from there, maybe a kiss. You move slowly. You rebuild and repair. And that's really key. Uh, my wife always says this to me, not that we're at this place, but I love it. Like if we've been away for, from each other for a bit and I come and I, and I hug her, she just, she just says, just keep holding me. My heart's healing. And I always get that visual, what you can do, uh, in that moment of healing each other's hearts and your heart heals too. You might feel aroused. You want to have, uh, you want to have intercourse, you want to have sex, um, but you might be missing out on something deeper. You know, how great it is to feel just to hold your spouse and be held. Like in those moments, rebuild that intimacy without going to the sex first. Um, and the reason why is because you need that right now. You need to have your hearts connected first and your sex life moving out from that would be so much better. Um, believe me, um, when you both feel safe, you both feel like you uh, can be completely intimate with each other, exposed in a good way to each other and, and feel that you have each other's backs um, no matter what. Your sex life will be much more powerful and, and more, uh, I guess, more of a strength in your marriage versus if it's the other way where she just needs to feel safe right now, but you you start grabbing things you shouldn't be at that point. She's going to feel like every time that you want to touch her, it's for a down payment on a house she has no intention of buying. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so she's going to recoil from every touch because she just doesn't feel, she just feels like she wants to be, you're, you're trying to use her for what you want. 
And this is all hard things to say, and here I understand that because, of course, we desire each other sexually. But I, that's why I say you gotta slow your roll a little bit. Like be like it's just calm your your pace down to what they're needing at that moment, and don't miss out on all that that beauty of repair that God's trying to do. Because we can try to force the issue, and it, like I said, it just can cause more damage. You actually got me on a great story that I heard uh, a month or two ago. And if you're on our email list, you might have read it. If you're not on our email list, you should be. So <laughs> restoredministries.ca, you can sign up on the homepage just to get some some updates and stories and testimonies and all that. Keep in touch. But um, anyways, I was, I was speaking at a men's breakfast uh, in the fall here last year, 2022. And just talking about what's the desire of your heart? Like what truly is your heart longing for? You want to have sex, but why? And you want to watch porn, but why? Like, what's your heart longing for? Is it connection or intimacy or whatever? And so it's a bigger teaching, but that's the gist of it. And so <laughs> there was a guy there who he's telling me a couple of weeks later, he's like, I don't watch porn. I don't struggle with porn. But he said, but I always have sex with my with my wife at this particular time. Like they have a time of the week that they, mm-hmm. always, they always get together. And so uh, he said, I was, before we did it at that time, He's like, I was, I think this is like two days after the men's breakfast. He's like, I was just lying in bed thinking, what do I really want? And so he's like, God, what does my heart want right now? And he heard the word intimacy. And so his wife then rolled over expecting him to just want to have sex. And cause he would, he would always initiate and she was just like, okay, he wants it. And he was saying like my wife, like she gets into it, but it sometimes takes a while and then she's into it. Right. And so she was just like, okay, it's time. And, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so he was like, you know what, honey, I just want to hold you. Mm-hmm. And then they just held each other. And he's like, and then we fell asleep and we had a nap together. <laughs> right. and, then, and then he's like, and then as I was dreaming, I had this, or sleeping, I had this dream. And in the dream, I was wa- like in the shower washing my wife's hair. And so then we woke up from the dream and and my wife said to me, well, what do you want to do? Like she was expecting sex again. Yeah. And then he said, you know what, honey, I just want to go in the shower with you and I just want to wash your hair and wow. you don't have to do it. Wow. And she was like, really? It's kind of like, okay, surprised. Yeah. Anyways, they went in the shower and he's telling me all this whole story. So um, he washed her hair. He came out. He went downstairs. She was like getting dressed or whatever. She he He came downstairs, turned on worship music and was just like, had such a soft heart and was worshiping God. And then she came down and joined him and then they were worshiping God together. Mm. And he was like, Matt, like the intimacy that we felt when we were connecting with God, worshiping God was amazing because we had just had the first ever non-sexual encounter in the shower together in our marriage. First time ever in the shower that it wasn't sexual, but he was like, it all came from what does my heart really want? And then acting on not having sexual intimacy because actually they wanted intimacy on a greater level. Yeah. And so he was saying to me, he's like, whenever I look at my wife wearing this one outfit, I always say, oh, if you come to bed like that, you're in trouble. And so he was saying, he's like, I literally look at my wife's body differently now because I realize like I'm a predator. Like, why am I saying to her, you're in trouble? Like that's, that's, he's like, I just look at her body for my own good. Sure. And he's like, now I look at her body totally different because it's like God gave her this beautiful body and it's one and she's a woman that I can be intimate with not just physically so he's like he just like went on and on and on about all the benefits of seeking intimacy and not having intercourse Mm, and then he said and then the next time we had intercourse it was like amazing right (laughs) he said that so it was really cool and so anyway that that couple they're not dealing with infidelity and betrayal but the principle is there is like 
what how like how could you build intimacy and maybe it's just holding each other and the beautiful thing is that when you do that it will lead to sexual intimacy yeah inevitably it will because you're so connected on different levels and so be patient with the process like you don't need to force it Mm -hmm. even if you're getting sexual and you just get like handsy or it's just foreplay but you end up just holding each other sure intercourse is not always the goal intimacy is the goal that's right safety connection that's the goal that's right and so um yeah keep in mind like what's the goal here it's intimacy not just intercourse don't be disappointed if certain acts don't happen just be super grateful for the progress that you're making yeah and with that when there's insecurities that come up and there's maybe you got to stop for a bit maybe there's reservations I wouldn't say that's a step back. I'd say that's a step forward because that's mm-hmm. coming to the surface. Then you can talk about it yeah. and you can be connected and be open and be known with those. And so, um, yeah, keep on going, but be patient and be praying for each other. Be praying for your sex life. And I would say don't try to delay it too long, the no, sex, right? No. Like don't make it longer yeah. than you have to because it is an integral part of marriage. It's just to come apart for a time when your healing is is typically healthy. Yeah. And it's the intentionality behind it. So what we mean by that is, we've said this a few times, time doesn't heal all wounds. Um, you have to be intentional in your healing journey. So your healing journey together needs to have some intention. So you have to make movements towards each other. You can't just have nothing and then come back together uh, and expect it to be great again. No, you have to make small movements towards one each, one another. And for many of you, like even we're talking about some sort of physical touch, you might be like, look, I don't even want to be in the same room as this guy or this girl, Right. So what I'll say to you here is, because we've, we've encountered that before too, um, maybe your movement towards each other is simply saying a kind word to one another. Maybe um, you're not in a place where you can hold hands yet. Yeah, that's okay. What, what if you're shoulder to shoulder in something? Like what if you can be in the same room and, and you, um, or, or just start to have a conversation with each other, sharing about your day? Like little movements like this towards each other over time. What if one of you can hug the other, but the other can't hug back? Maybe that's where you're at. Yeah. You can be there. And I know that there's feelings of rejection there, but just understand that you're, this is a process um, and there's going to be a lot of feeling that swirls around this process and it's okay. It's okay. And to be able to talk about those things um, is key. And uh, I know you're rebuilding here. This is the really the key thing, but not only that, what, what our hope for you is it's almost a little bit of a reboot too. Like maybe sex when you were having it early on, wasn't experiencing the fullness of what it could be. And it was something that was maybe more of, um, uh, you know, imposition on each other or an expectation that, uh, and you weren't really talking about it and growing in this. Maybe this is a time for you to kind of re- rewire yourself a little bit. And I know that's tough to think because you're like, well, we just been through hell <laughs> and you think we want to rewire. Well, I, I know that God is, is an incredible God who brings such beauty from the ashes. And I think that maybe you might feel your relationship might be ashes right now, but beauty can come from that. It's the same thing with the forest fire. You know, there's all these ashes, but that those ashes fertilize the ground. And from that comes new growth. Maybe there's some new growth that can come from this and uh, just make those choices to move towards each other. And um, whatever the pace and speed is, know that the end goal is that you're growing together in oneness and don't feel such pressure that, oh, it has to lead towards sex. No, just make the movement together. Walk this life together and journey together. And God will take care of the rest in that. And so that's uh, that's something that we really want to encourage you with is is just love each other in this. And uh, you both are going to be at different places at different points. 
and and just don't demand something from each other in this. And if you're that person too, I, I, I want to say this as well. If you're the one that's um, maybe the victim in some of this stuff, I, I just want you to start thinking through this. Take the word never out of your vocabulary. Maybe just not yet. You know, maybe start asking God to work in your mindset because you might be in the point like you don't understand, Brad. This this guy or this girl, my husband, my wife, or or my wife cheated on me. I can never imagine being together intimate with him. I'm willing to stick in the marriage, but I don't know if this is going to happen again. Ask God to work in that mindset and remove that never. I'll never be intimate with him again, or I'll never have sex with him again. And ask to see how God can just work in that and bring some healing to you and to, to your marriage. Um, so I know that's hard. That can be a really tough thing to ask of you. But with God's help, he's the one who touches our heart and uh, and work in this and communicate to your spouse uh, you know that you need some time but also that you want to share about what you're feeling and and let them hear you out and, and vice versa so uh, we we say this because there's such hope for you we really believe that there's hope on the other side of what you're going through yeah one thing that's really common on both sides is to be thinking about other people when you're having sex mm-hmm. you know like there's a, there's a hurt because of what your spouse did and so you're thinking of what have they seen in porn or who are yeah. they with whatever but if you're the one you opened yourself up to all of these things then you might be thinking of past memories and things you've seen in porn or people you're with mm-hmm. and so to be very intentional with your thoughts and your prayer life even while it's coming up oh lord help me to be focused here in this moment or if you can't do it like it's okay to stop like if you're traumatized because of what you're supposed yes. to do it's okay to stop it is okay to stop yeah right you don't need to force your way through it and and like bury your own feelings it's okay to stop that's right um but especially if you're the one who who has opened yourself up and you're thinking about all these things and it's not honoring to your marriage or to your spouse the marriage bed should not be defiled right like that's even in our thoughts and Mm so yeah be very very intentional with with prayer with gratitude and thankfulness for your marriage and for your spouse and and if you're ever sensing like uh selfish ambition i wouldn't say to stay there but i wouldn't say to beat yourself up about it just right. like okay this is here like how could i be more selfless how could i lay this down how, god like help me to do this if you want to talk about it with your spouse if you mm-hmm. can and that's great but we want to stay away from fantasizing in the bedroom for sure yeah. and it's something that a lot of people struggle with uh, I, I just have found personally that thankfulness gratitude and staying in the moment being very intentional with thoughts it really helps in that and i and i haven't been with other people so i can imagine it would be harder and i know from people what people say that it's harder when you've been with other people but i want to say this too and i i experienced this i think i've said this before but just because so many like hundreds or thousands or whatever of my sexual releases before i got married where I always felt guilty. Like every single time I had a release or finished, I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. So then when I got married, we started having sex. I felt guilty every time. And I don't know how, I don't know how long it lasted, maybe a month or two. I don't know. But anyways, I would feel guilty. And so when you're in that position and you're feeling like some people, they might feel guilty or you might feel guilty when you're having the pleasure. Like I don't deserve mm-hmm. this pleasure. Why? I, I, I I was only addicted when I would experience this pleasure. Now yeah. it's I'm experiencing it again. God wants you to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. He wants you to to experience that pleasure. He designed it. Yeah. And so to not feel that guilt when it's a healthy, godly thing that you're doing with your spouse is really cool and really important. And so if you do feel that, you could talk about that if you can. If you can't talk about it with your spouse, then at least pray about that. Yeah. And try not to let that linger because it's supposed to be a beautiful thing that you enjoy. And that's the grace and the mercy of God is that even when you screwed up, he still wants you to enjoy it in the future. That's right.
And that's going to take, you know, something we've talked about in the past, uh, the forgiveness of yourself too. And, and that can be one of the hardest areas of forgiveness in our life is when we choose to forgive ourselves. And we are called to do that. Um, we're called to forgive. And that includes ourselves. And uh, sometimes we feel like we have to serve years of penance before we can ever feel good again. And um, or feeling good is a sign that uh, we don't appreciate the, the pain that maybe we've inflicted. And, and that's just not true. I think one of the greatest things that we gift we can give to our spouse too is the mutual gratification of a, of a healthy sex life. So um, when we can see that we are pleasing one another and, and we experience that together, the joy that you ex- in, in the marital bed is just awesome. Like you, you can grow in that together. So if your spouse is seeing that you're not actually enjoying this, I mean, they're, they're going to be putting up walls as well too because they feel like well something's wrong with me then and so it's it's really important that we have that openness we don't want these things that are uh, creating division in our marital bed um so that's why talking about it i mean that's a great thing to share say you know when i have sex with you and i know all that happened in the past i feel so guilty because of what i did talk about that i think that builds some of that intimacy some understanding right and uh, sometimes we just don't want to share these things. We don't want to rock the boat, quote unquote. Um, but marriage is an incredible gift that God has given us. And we can have uh, our spouse as someone that we can share some very deep, intimate things with all of this. And and that's how we grow together. And um, that's key. Keep the lines of communication open in these areas. I mean, how great would it be? Just think about it this way, that you, your spouse was in your corner, the one that was your champion the person that you could share anything with, any intimate detail about your life. You had that person in your life and that was your spouse. How amazing would that feel? That's where we want you to get back to. And then what flows from that? All that deeper intimacy, great sex, all those different things you can build towards. We want to encourage you with. In Exodus 15, I'll just end with this. I was reading this and it talks about the people of God were at these bitter waters, the waters of Merah. They're super bitter. They couldn't even drink. And God changed the the waters to become sweet. And he didn't say to them, hey, go over to this other piece of water, body of water, because that one's sweet. He said, no, the exact thing that that is bitter, I want that thing to be sweet. And so God is interested in that for your marriage, for your hearts, and for your sex life, for it to become sweet where once it was bitter. And uh, so keep on going. And if it's hard today, we understand that, but it's going to be, it, it might be hard for a bit, but it will get better in time. And that's God's design. He is with you. And so we hope that this helps. Again, like we said at the start, if you if you want to send this episode or another one from Pure Victory to a friend, who might that friend be and how could you send the episode um, to them just to help spread the word. And we really appreciate you being part of the tribe and doing what you can for your own self and for people in your corner. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.